Thanks very much to Brian for his uh, welcome today. It's been good to be with you again in Sainfield, and we pray that the Lord will continue to bless. I must be, I certainly have been enjoying the, the hymn singing, very good, and uh, there's nothing that tests your sanctification like a fly. So I need to be very careful. I hate flies. <laughs> and if you saw me at home, and the wife's worse than me, with a paper in your hand and going for the flies. But it's, got, it's, it's a way not a minute. I think it was them sweets. It's melt up here. But uh, it's, it's good to be here. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Dear Father, we thank you for these great and stirring hymns and choruses, Lord, that we've been singing. We thank you, Lord, that you have put a new song in our mouth, even praise unto our God. And we come, O God, to worship thee, Lord, and and to give thanks to thee for all thy greatness and mercies and for all the blessings that we have tonight through our Lord Jesus Christ. Dear Father, we thank you for each one gathered, for every individual here from the youngest to the oldest. And we pray, our Heavenly Father, that you would meet with us this evening. Pray that we might have that consciousness of thy nearness. And we pray that we might hear your voice, Lord, speaking through your word. We pray, O God, that as many meetings are being conducted at this very moment in time throughout our province, that you would move, Lord, in many hearts and that there might be a coming unto thee. Hear these our prayers, and fill us now with your Spirit, and bless us while we wait on thee, for Christ's sake. Amen. I want to read with you tonight from the letter to the Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, we're going to read from verse 1 through to 13. Hebrews chapter 11. And we'll read from verse number 1. And uh, Paul, who many believe to be the writer, says this. He says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things... Uh, which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying to his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, And was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir 
of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into the place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sea in multitude, (coughs) and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. All these died in faith, not having received the promises, (coughs) but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. We know that God will add his blessing to the reading of his word. The writer is embracing here in this chapter, the chapter of faith. He's impressing upon us the necessity of faith and the importance of faith. The chapter contains a list of people who lived by faith. Now it tells us about the exploits they accomplished because of their faith in God. And these men and women were great men and great women of God. They were mighty men and holy women of God. And as we read down the chapter, there's a little phrase at the beginning of verse 13 that I want to look at tonight and I want to take as our text for the meeting. Because when you reach verse 13, it says this, These all died in faith. These all died in faith. One of the commentators says uh, that this includes not only uh, all those who precede the text, but also all those who follow after it. So all those who we read about in this chapter, with the exception of Enoch, died, and they all died in faith. And I just want to take this little text and put a heading or two to it and seek to expound it as we bring the gospel message this evening. When I looked at the text, I thought, first of all, about the company in the text. It says, these all. The catalogue of names that we read out in this chapter were all of the fallen line of Adam. They were all sinners. They may have been great men and women, but away back there, before they came to faith, they were all sinners. 
Abraham was an idolater. You remember in Genesis 11 that we're told that he uh, came uh, out of idolatry and, 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 and his father was an idolater. So Abraham was an idolater. Jacob was a twister, as we learned this morning. Moses was a murderer. Rahab was a harlot. David was an adulterer and also a murderer. Samson was a backslider. And one could go on. Every person who has been born from Adam, with the exception of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, has been born in sin. It tells us in Romans chapter 5 that by one man's disobedience, that was Adam, by one man's disobedience, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And although these people we read of were great and mighty men of God, they were born in sin. They were poor, guilty sinners. And we need to remember that we as the sons and daughters of Adam were born in sin. We were all born in sin and shapen in iniquity. People think they're not sinners because they go to church. Other people think they're not sinners because they do their best. My dear friends, uh, all have sinned. That's what the Bible says. So we see the company that's here, they were all born in the line of Adam. They were all born in sin. And then we see not only the company in the text, but the certainty in the text that says, these all died. These all died. Yea, you see, all these people that we read about in the chapter died with the exception of Enoch, and Enoch was taken to glory by without dying. And he had this testimony that he pleased God, of course. When Adam sinned, death came upon all men. And death is no respecter of, per of persons. The good and the great die just as do the bad and the evil, death, is an appointment we have to keep. Why we read in, uh, in Hebrews chapter 9 that it's an appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment, there's no arguing with this appointment. There's no changing of this appointment. This is an appointment we must all keep. And if Jesus tarries for another hundred years I don't believe he will, but he may. If he tarries, everyone here tonight will have to go through the portals of death. You see, every month goes by in the year. Every week, every day, every hour, every tick of the clock is bringing us nearer and nearer to that appointment of death. Death is like a wild beast closing in on its prey. Uh, if you watch some of those, uh, <clears throat> those nature programs on, the, on television, 
And it shows you how that the wild beasts, like the lion and the tiger and the leopard and, and others, there's, there's times they have to go without food for, for so many weeks. Uh, and they begin to uh, seek to scent another animal so that they can get food. And, and, and you know, slowly but surely, they close in on its prey and then they point, pounce and that's just like death. It's like a wild beast closing in on its prey. I preached at a funeral yesterday. And you know, friends, all over across our, our province and the week to come, my people will, will give their last breath and pass out into eternity. Every birthday is a birthday nearer the end of life. And people who we know, we see their, their name in the death notices, in the paper, maybe folks that we went to school with, or people that we used to live beside, and, and, and it's an ongoing thing. My dear friends, these people died, and, and, and death is something that Adam brought when he sinned in the garden. So we see here tonight the company in the text, and the certainty of death. But the important thing is, we see the condition of death. It says, these all died in faith. The text is pointing out how that these people died in faith. My, the important thing is how we die. The text is referring to our spiritual condition a death. Not our financial condition, nor our physical condition, nor our material condition, when it says all these died in faith. What was their faith in? Well, we see that in the verse. It says all these died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. Now, what was their faith in? They were in the promises of God. And you know, they, the, 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 the promises of God, my, they believed in the promises of God. And, and, and my, they claimed them. And then they embraced them. And the promises that they uh, embraced and saw was the promise that God was sending a deliverer. God was sending a Messiah, one uh, to save them and one to meet their need. And they confessed that they were, were God's people and God's children when they confessed, when, when they came to these promises. So we see here the, the company in the text and the certainty of death and the condition of death. They died in faith. They died with their faith in God who hath promised to send his son to be a deliverer. And that brings us to the confession before death. What was these promises about? The promises of God 
that we get right throughout the Bible, through the Old Testament, and right into the New Testament, were promises about a person. God's promises was about a Messiah who would come. It was about Jesus Christ, his Son. In John's Gospel, chapter 8 and verse 56, he said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. The Lord Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. The patriarch Abraham, my thousand years before Christ came, he rejoiced to see his day. Because remember that God spoke to people uh, before the coming of Christ and brought the gospel to them just as he speaks about people after Calvary and after Christ. Now we find it says of Moses in Hebrews 11.26 that he was esteemed, that he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. You see, not only, not only, friends, did Abraham know about Christ, but Moses knew about Christ. And the promise was about a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the promises was about a provision. It was about one who would come and make a provision whereby men and women who had been born in sin and condemned by sin could be saved. Yes, so these all died in faith. And I want to say, first of all, that this faith that we read about here was saving faith, saving faith. The faith that the text brings before us is saving faith. To face death with confidence, we need saving faith in Christ. And that saving faith, it's faith in a person. The only faith in the person of God's Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, can save you. That's the only faith that can save you and I tonight. Faith in the person of God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We read in Acts 4 and 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven, given among men, whereby we must or can be saved. When Paul wrote to the Romans uh, in chapter 10, 13, He penned the words, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. People have faith in many things. People have faith in their works, in their church life. People have faith in uh, the fact that they were uh, baptized as a baby. Others have, have faith and good works, and many things, friends. But only Christ can save them. They're barking up the wrong tree. Yes, faith in a person, this saving faith, it's, it's, it's saving faith in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's faith in the provision 
of Jesus Christ. Yes, my, the gospel is the gospel of God's grace. The gospel is the good news that we have for the world in which we live. It's the good news that missionaries take from this land to other lands across the sea. It's the good news that people, and I see there's quite a list from the church of young people going out in the, in the summertime uh, to many places, some going uh, abroad, others going locally, but they're going to seek to bring the gospel to boys and girls who live in homes where they're living in darkness. It's the gospel. That's my what the gospel message is all about. It's the gospel of God's Son. And the good news is that God sent His Son, His only Son, into this world, and He sent Him to be our Savior. And in order to save us from the guilt and penalty of sin, God's Son went to Calvary and died on the cross and shed His blood and finished the work and defeated the devil and rose again the third day to be the Savior of all who will embrace Him and believe in Him and accept Him. And when we come as a sinner, a guilty, hell-deserving sinner, and bow at the cross in repentance and put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, trusting in his precious blood. That's saving faith. That's saving faith. How, that's how you get saved. By believing, by trusting, by coming. Yes, friends, faith in the provision. It's not only faith in a person, but saving faith is faith in the gospel, faith in the provision, faith in the promises. Like these people in this chapter, having, having seen the promise afar off, being fulfilled in Christ, they're persuaded of them. And, and, and being persuaded of them, we embrace them. We embrace them. Yes, we embrace Christ by faith as our own personal saviour. These all died in faith, with their faith in Christ. Even those who lived hundreds of years before Christ came, they looked forward. Those of us who live thousands of years after Christ came, we look back to the cross, but it's all at the cross. It's all about the cross. Yes, dear friends, saving faith. These all died in faith. It's not only saving faith, but it's simple faith. They all died in faith. It was faith alone that saved them. Simple, childlike faith in Christ. Saul of Tarsus was known as the chief of sinners. He hated the gospel. He hated the name of Jesus. But on the Damascus road one day, as he went down that road with anger and determination in his heart to blot out every Christian he found and to blaspheme the name of Jesus, God stopped him. And God spoke to this man. And God 
drew this man and turned him round and brought him to faith in Christ. And that day on the Damascus Road, by this man trusted Christ. And when Saul came to die, and we read about that in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, do you remember what he said? I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth is led up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me in that day, and not to me only, but to all those my, uh, who, who, who believe. You see, friends, it was simple faith. Not saved the chief of sinners. Remember the leper? He needed cleansing. He needed cleansing. And he cried out, Lord, if thy wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him. The man believed. And he was cleansed. And you know, friends, we all need cleansing from our sins. The unrepentant man or woman or boy and girl. My, we need to be cleansed from our sins and only the blood that was shed at Calvary from the veins of the Savior can cleanse you. Remember the dying thief. The dying thief, as he hung there with his companion, one on either side of the Son of God at Calvary, in his dying moments, do you remember he turned and he said to the Lord Jesus, Lord, if thou wilt, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And he was exercising faith. Remember me, Lord, when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus turned to him and he said to him, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. It was just a simple act of faith. There's nothing complicated about the gospel. There's nothing complicated in salvation, friends. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And this man who hung beside Christ, he died in faith. To die in faith, you need to put your faith in the Son of God as your Savior. This was saving faith, and it's simple faith. And you know it's strong faith. There's a strong faith. These people who we find in this chapter who lived by faith, their faith was strong enough to enable them to die in faith. Having seen the promises about the Savior, about salvation, we see them in the gospel message. We see the promises in the Word of God. We see the promises worked out and lived out in the life of believers. And we need to be persuaded of them. wonder you here tonight, and you've been, you've been persuaded by the promises of God that's found in the Word of God. You've been persuaded of them. And my friends, you, you, you need to embrace them. And you need to take God at his word. Because it's only those who die in faith will go to heaven. We read in this book 
that when death comes, there's one of two ways that a man or woman or boy or girl can die and and leave this scene of time. They can die with their faith in Christ. This faith that we've been talking about tonight, this, this simple faith, this saving faith, my, uh, they, they can die with their faith in Christ, or they can die in their sins without Christ and go to hell. And that's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to. A man was seriously ill. He got bad news about his condition. He sent for the pastor. His wife was a believer, but he had always put it off and rejected. And he asked his wife to ask the pastor to come. And the pastor came and he said, Pastor, I'm going to die. And he said, you know, I'm not saved. I've never had any time for those things that my wife and you believe in. But he says, I know that I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. And, and, and I need a savior. Do you think... You think all the times that I've rejected God and God's Son, <coughs> that he would have time for a man like me? And so the pastor opened the Word of God and began to speak to him about God's love <coughs> and how that God in his love sent his Son. And he brought him to Calvary. And he showed him the Son of God hanging there at Calvary with the blood and the sweat and the spittles mingled on his frame. Then he told him how that he died for, for sinners. He died for, for sinners like you. He died for sinners like me. And he told him how that he rose again to be the Savior of everyone that would believe. And that man bowed in that bed and in simple faith he received Christ as his own personal saviour. Dear friends, these all died in faith. Can you be included in that company tonight? My we remember people who have been buried recently and have died in faith. You either die with faith in Christ or you die without Christ. Someday if Jesus tarries, if Jesus tarries, death will come. Make sure you die with the saving faith this simple faith, this faith that's strong enough to see you over into glory. May God challenge us tonight. May God bring us to that place where we see the promises and, 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 and where we see the light of the gospel and we see it all coming together and and what it means, and man, as we see the promises and see the truth, may we embrace them. May we embrace them.
and start for heaven. May God speak to you tonight, dear man or woman or boy or girl. May may they bring you to that place where you'll be among those who die in faith. May the Lord bless his word tonight for his name's sake. We're going to sing a closing hymn together. Remember if you're here tonight and you'd like to know more about it, the the, the men are about here on the door and and, and, and the office bearers are here. Don't be afraid to have a word with them and I'll be about for a a little while after the service. It's 348, it's on the board. O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look of the Saviour and life more abundant and free. Let's sing it together. Thank you.